If you felt God's call to serve the church, Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University students, and the University of Mary have partnered to train you to do great things. The church is desperate for well-trained development and fundraising professionals, so we've launched the Institute for Catholic Philanthropy. Earn a graduate certificate or a full MBA in Catholic philanthropy and train for a transformative career in service to the church. Apply by April 1st to umary.edu slash serve. RPR Radio has done so much for me and fellow men because we'll be meeting our Curcio group meets and we'll be talking and men will say, I was listening to 1280 and all of a sudden this item came up and we'll discuss it. It opens up a dialogue and it also gives us answers and it, it, and it helps us out. And once again, it helps us grow as Christian men. When I get overwhelmed in the day and start, my mind starts wandering, I know I can always turn on Real Presence Radio and find others going through some of the same struggles that I am and know that God's grace is right there with my asking for it. Real Presence Radio is a guiding hand for all of us in our faith journey. This is Deacon Gary Hager from the Diocese of Crookston, and I enjoy Real Presence Radio for the many different programs it offers and has helped me in my diaconate to sharpen up on those skills to become more knowledgeable and understand more fully the beauty of the Catholic Church. The Wanzik Family Foundation has proudly supported the mission of Real Presence Radio since 2004. With their help, we've been able to continue spreading Jesus Christ's message of hope throughout North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. The Wanzik Family Foundation is dedicated to supporting Catholic initiatives and programs, like our weekly local show, Real Presence Live, heard on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, with the encores on Saturdays. Thank you to the Wanzik Family Foundation for being a part of this family of faith and hope. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page, and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning. This is Father Richard Kuntz, along with Father Ryan Moravitz, coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth on Real Presence Live. It's been a good first half of the show so far, Father Ryan. Yeah, it was a good first hour, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was. Great and, talk uh, was great. Bishop Serb is always wonderful to be with. Yeah, and it, and it's always good to have uh, Eli on the air with us, too. Who, me? Yeah, yeah it's, it you, is. Eli. Eli, it is good to have you on. The greatest producer, whatever you are in the <laughs> land. <laughs> whatever <laughs> you are. I'll, I'll take yeah. new, new job title. Eli Copenhaver, yeah. whatever you are. I, I like yeah. it. Let's see if I can get a new nameplate made up. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, wh- where would you put that nameplate? Well, right outside of my office, of course. Do you have one of those vanity plates on your car? On my car? Um, yeah. Let's see. I, I have vanity plates on half of my cars. Do you have, like, really? the corner office there at Real Presence Radio? Do you get, like, I have a big ha- office? Are you a big shot? Um, you know, I wouldn't say that I'm a big shot. I have half of an office in the corner, <laughs> so I don't know oh. if that's the corner office or not, but so well, it's half- an office in the corner. So you have half of your cars, half of your office, so you're going on halves today. I, I guess so, you know? It's just just the way just the way it rolls, I suppose. You're, just, you're always inspiring, Eli. Oh, thank you, Father. Sorry. Say, did you see yeah. this? this uh, there was a rocket launch on... Uh, on um, I guess it was Saturday, or Saturday or Sunday morning here, that uh, the uh, SpaceX launched a capsule that they're, they're testing out their new platform for uh, human space travel. So that's kind of cool. Would, um, e- Eli, would you go to space if you could? You know, if I had the opportunity and it wasn't like super expensive or somebody else was paying for it, sure, I'd go to space. 
Why not? Really? Yeah. Be, oh, so, uh, I could like run the first radio station on Mars or something like that. The, fir- the first Catholic radio <laughs> station. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I think that could be a life goal for you. <laughs> there you go. So of all the subjects that you could have brought up to talk about, you brought up SpaceX. Well, okay, but it's historic because the this this uh, um, Crew Dragon is what the the flight was called was the first American spacecraft to autonomously dock with the International Space Station um, on the March third around five a.m. Central mm-hmm. Time. So that means that we could send people up that don't know how to fly something, right? And yeah, exactly. The space station. Well, that's well, what this one was because it was a test flight, and so there was you know no people on board. It was just basically a crash test dummy with a bunch of sensors on it. Could but, they? Uh, could they? Could they like create a, a rocket that doesn't like? It's not like a rocket, but just like a normal plane that kind of gradually goes up and there. That's what the that's like what the, the vomit uh, comet. No, no, that's what I mean. That's what the whole um, uh, space shuttle thing was. Ryan. But like no, no, but the, that, that's still like quick. all the G-force, It came down like, kind of slow, but it, it went up quick. Yeah, do they have oh. something like a plane that could go up? I'm sure. Nice enough, and slow enough, and easy, so you don't this, have to be like a superstar. This, this is Catholic radio, not science radio. <laughs> but you see, Catholics and science aren't mutually exclusive, Father. No, I see. I, I agree with you, Eli. Well, be, ganging up on me again. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I believe you have a bishop on the line. Yes, Thanks, Eli. Yes, finally, we're going to get to some good conversation. Uh, we have Bishop Robert Gruce with us from uh, Rapid City. Welcome, Bishop. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? Very good. I think this is the very first time that Father Ryan and I have uh, interviewed you. We've been doing this for a couple of years, and so it's good to have you from the uh, Duluth side of the listening area. I think you're right. It's a privilege for me to be with you. <laughs> That's certainly mutual. So I, I remember. I remember. Remember Father Ryan when he was in the seminary. <laughs> Yeah, we could we could I, have a whole. And I was se- on the faculty. I could tell you things. Oh, that would be great. We we could have a whole segment on this. This whole servant of God thing. Let's put this behind. Yeah, no, because when we were talking about servant of God, we could talk about me probably. I mean, you're right. Father <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Bishop Groups. I had to jump on that. Yeah, one. he had to jump on that. Bishop one. I, think, was, I, I think I think you're both probably servants of God, but not in the same way that we're going to talk about. <laughs> no, I'm sure. That's not. probably true. I can assure you. Yeah, Bishop Group. Groose was our vice rector um, at the seminary when I was in seminary and theology school, and he was he was very good to us. Well, that's good. <laughs> Some of the guys didn't deserve to have really he was good. Sometimes uh, very members. merciful. He was a good priest. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Bishop, it's good to have you on the show, and and uh, you know we're talking a little bit of something that's really um, you know big in the area of uh, the church in the listening area of of Rapid City and that diocese and that part of the area, and that's the the uh, um, servant of God. Uh, Nicholas Black Elk for you know for a lot of people maybe in our part of the listening area like the more the uh, the eastern side the Duluth area maybe you can just say something very uh, introductory about Nicholas Black Elk and and uh, his importance. Well, he was um, so Nicholas Black Elk um, was um, he's a member of the Oglala Lakota tribe. Um, he was born in around 1866 in Wyoming, and um, so he was around um, in the early, you know, the late 1800s, and uh, and and then he died in, in about 1950. And, wow. Uh, so he was um, he, he was a Lakota medicine man. He was a very uh, spiritual uh, person, a mystic. Actually, he's been called by many. And um, <clears throat> he was uh, he became when he was young, he became curious about Christianity, and um, and so. Obviously, on the reservations, you know, the, the Jesuits uh, did a lot of the ministry on the reservations back then. And then in 1885, he learned about Kateri Tekawitha, 
And, um, and so he even was one of the, he signed a petition uh, supporting the cause for her canonization. And in the early 1900s, he met a Jesuit priest who invited him to study Christianity at Holy Rosary a Mission near uh, Pine Ridge, South Dakota. And um, on the feast of, of St. Nicholas, December 6th, he was baptized uh, Nicholas uh, William um, Black Elk. And um, he um, was able to, you know, um, Saint Saint Nicholas appealed to him because because he exhibited this model of Christian charity that resonated with his uh, grandfather's role as a spiritual a traditional <laughs> spiritual leader in the Lakota tribe, and um, so in in, in nineteen oh seven the Jesuits after his baptism in in oh four and in oh seven the Jesuits appointed him a catechist um, <laughs> on the reservations because of his deep love of Christ his enthusiasm for learning Scripture and the Church teaching and so. Um, like St. Paul, he traveled the various reservations, of preaching, sharing stories, teaching the Catholic faith, um, using what, he, what, we, what we call a two-roads model of a catechism. It's a black road and a red road, the black road being evil and the red road being good. But he's attributed to have, having um, baptized over 400 uh, Native people. Um, because back in that time, you know, the catechists, the, you know, the churches, the parishes had to rely upon on catechists because catechist, they didn't have priests living in every parish. Um, so, um, But he was a very a spiritual man, and uh, he lived a very virtuous life. And so um, from 1904, when he was baptized, he died in, in 1950, but he spent a good part of his life um, traveling around and um, converting the Native people to, um, to um, Catholicism. And, um, and because of that... Um, that's and because of the way he lived his life, and he was able to bring both cultures together—the Native American culture with the with the Catholic culture—and live very comfortable in both in both worlds. Um, and so that's a little bit a little bit about him. Um, so it's exciting for us as you know the Diocese of Rapid City, but it's not just just for us. You know, it's, I think it's 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 a, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing for the Universal Church. Bishop, who thought to bring his cause for canonization forward? He has a grandson still living. Um, George looks twice is his name. He's um, somewhere around ninety years old, and so George was uh, at the canonization for um, um, for Kateri Tekawitha, and during the canonization process, he um, was sitting next to the archivist um, um, at Marquette University, who really, you know, they, he's they Marquette has a lot of the Native American uh, historical records, uh, most of them really, and so. He turned to, to this uh, to Mark Deal and said, "You know, why couldn't my why couldn't this happen to my grandfather?" And um, so that was kind of the beginning. And then a petition. Sometime after that, a petition went around all over the country, actually, and was presented to me. Um, <clears throat> I think it was in March of uh, 2016, maybe something like that, or maybe 17. I don't exactly recall the the year. It was um, with about 1,600 signatures on it. Um, asking if I would consider moving forward um, Nicholas Black Oak for the cause of beatification and um, canonization. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. This is Father Richard Kuntz along with Father Ryan Moravitz coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth. We're talking to Bishop Robert Gruce of the Diocese of Rapid City talking about Nicholas Black Elk and his cause for canonization. This sort of thing, Bishop, really fascinates me. I'm really into hagiography. I, I love the saints and you know the causes and all that. One of the questions I have is that... Um, Where's he? Where's he buried? Because I mean, I know that when there's a process of canonization, that that the identification of 
body and distribution of relics and uh, all that takes place. And so is he buried in Rapid City that the that the Diocese of Rapid City would take the cause? Well, he's yeah, he's buried here in the Mission, South Dakota, which is on the Pine Ridge Reservation. And so um, because he's buried here and he's spent most, most of his life here uh, ministering um, to the people of God, um, that's why the Diocese of Rapid City uh, would be responsible for moving the cause forward. And there, as far as relics go, you know, that's, yeah. that's, I mean, it's like the Native American people, because of um, the way they view the body and the spirit world, that um, um, there probably will be no first-class relics uh, of him because they would, wow. they would not allow the body to be exhumed wow. um, just because, because of their, um, you know, the, way they, the way they view all of that. And you know, to be honest, um, um, first-class relics are not required um, for right. the process of, 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 of beatification and canonization to move forward. Bishop Cruz, um, a Vatican postulator was was just there, spent some time in South Dakota. Um, when was this, and what was he doing there? So his name is Father Luis Escalante. Um, he's a Roman priest, um, but um, he works. He has a lot of cases. This is part of this kind of a part-time job for him um, as a canonist. Um, you know, to work on these causes for saints. And so um, he was recommended to me, and so through a series of conversations, we decided to um, take him on as as, our, as the major postulator for this cause because he knows the process extremely well. And, you know, the, the congregation, uh, um, is, they're very particular in how things have to be done. You know, all the I's are dotted and the T's crossed. And so since he knows the process so well, um, we decided to... Um, Use him. So he was back here in July, this last July, really for kind of a, a, so throughout the process, there's steps along the way and, and specific meetings that are required along the way with different, with the, with the team uh, that's put together by me to move this process forward. And so he was back here for kind of like the initial meeting of, um, of opening the cause in the sense of, of the meetings that are required. You'd, you'd uh, he, had, he had never he had never been here before, and so he wanted to come and see the area and you know see what you know the tomb and or the gravesite of Black Elk and where he was kind of used to where he lived growing up and so on and so forth. So it was good. So now he has a better sense of uh, who the man is and um, um, and you know in the environment in which he uh, grew up in. Bishop, you uh, you mentioned that his um, Nicholas Black Elk's uh, grandson is still alive. Being that this is this is a guy who died not that long ago, 1950, in the whole scheme of things, there's got to be some other people in the diocese that have living memory of of Nicholas Black Elk. Have you met any of those people? Yeah, I mean, he has a number of relatives still living. Uh, I, I think uh, George looks twice would probably be the oldest one still living, but he has grandsons, uh, other grandsons, uh, or great grandsons, and so there's a number of, of family members uh, still living, but also, you know, there's a living tradition, uh, not just, you know, specific family members, but, uh, you know, friends of the family and so on yeah. and so forth who, who would have known um, Nicholas Black Elk. Um, so these people get interviewed as part of the process, don't they? Part of the process is um, there's a number of interviews that take place. I think we were interviewing about, you know, there's this there's really taking testimony um, from witnesses of about 15 different people. And then all of these are recorded, and then you know they're, they're written up, and they, that becomes part of the of the case of uh, for the diocesan phase. Bishop, now that he's servant of God, are people you know kind of formally allowed to seek his intercession for a miracle? 
Oh, we want people to seek his intercession. <laughs> you know, so um, what the process now is once we get the diocesan phase completed, and we'll send the, we'll send the case over to Rome to the Congregation of the Cause of Saints, and they will begin to look at it. And, and once they review it and they accept, you know, and they think his cause is worthy of moving forward, um, then he will become venerable. And uh, but in the meantime. And in the, in the meantime, uh, it is important that we um, ask him, the uh, uh, servant of God, uh, Black Elk, to you know to pray for us. We ask for his, his intercession for healings and stuff like that. So, with the hopes that somehow and uh, you know the, the, a miracle can a miracle can come along the way. So, um, yeah, I, I would encourage some people to uh, um, use him as an intercessor. Well, thank you, Bishop. Thank you very, very much for uh, uh, educating us Good more stuff, on, on uh, Black Elk. And uh, again, thank you, and it's great been having you on the show with us. Great. It's good to be with all of you. God bless all of you. Have a, have a blessed Lent. All right. Lent. Great. Thank After you, the Jim. break, Father Ryan, we are going to be taking a big tour around our listening area. Yeah, we're hopping on the road to take our 10-minute tour of local events. Right after our break. This is Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Father Nick Nelson of the Diocese of Duluth. The best definition of secularism was given to me by one of my theology professors. He said, Secularism is where and when it is easier not to believe than to believe. Where and when it is easier not to live your faith than to live your faith. And I thought this definition was comparable to the reality of a desert. We live in a desert of secularism. And while you can't just add water to the desert and have the entire desert turn into a lush jungle of life overnight, you can create small places of abundant flourishing life. We call these oases. Likewise, while you can't change the entire world into a Catholic culture overnight, we can and must create oases within the desert of secularism. Oases where the abundant Catholic life can flourish. First and foremost is the home, the family. Secondarily, the parish. These must become oases where the fullness of the Catholic faith is proclaimed, celebrated, and lived. And I believe Real Presence Radio is also an oasis where we can retreat from the desert and be nourished with the truth, Jesus Christ himself. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging. Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck. Our number is 701-223-2424. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus mystic monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, first communion, and confirmation. I look forward to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest additions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at one 800 477 2425 
or online at abbusiness.com. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you local hosts and guests from across the region. Now back to the show. Good morning. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is Father Rich Kuntz along with Father Ryan Moravitz coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth. And we are about to take a tour, I think, Father Ryan. Let's go on tour. Let's get on the road. There we go. I'm super excited about our first place that we're going because it's home for me. Ely, Minnesota, where I grew up, where mom and dad still are and my grandmas are. And Not to be confused with Eli, Minnesota. It's Ely, right. Minnesota. That's right, Ely, E-L-Y. So Stephanie works at St. Anthony's Church up in Ely, and she's on the line with us. Stephanie, how are you? I am well. Good. Tell us what you have going on tonight up there at St. Anthony's. Uh, we have a big Mardi Gras party starting at 5 o'clock tonight. Um, we will start with a short prayer service. And have a big spread of food. As you know, up here we like to feed people, and we feed them a lot. Uh, and after that, we have lots of uh, games for the young and old. Uh, a lot of like carnival prizes, um, games, Wheel of Fortune, uh, Plinko, things like that. We have king and queen cupcakes for all of the kids that come, and we'll crown a king and queen for the year. Uh, we have lots of desserts and treats, uh, masks, beads headbands, jewelry, things to dress up for the party. And it's for um, those of all ages. We'll have adult door prizes as well. And it's free to all of those who want to come in the community. So it's a, it's a complimentary buffet dinner and games and prizes, entertainment, just a great community event it sounds like. Yes, it's gotten, we've been doing it for four or five years now and it's gotten bigger and better every year. If folks are up in Ely and they're just visiting Ely today or this evening, or uh, can they come to it? They can. Everyone, Everyone's invited. It'll go from 5 to 7, so you can just kind of come and go as you're able to and um, just show up. Can parishioners bring friends to it? They definitely can. Any visiting family or friends um, from any church or no church, just come and enjoy an evening and a free meal and some fun. Stephanie, wasn't Father Eli crowned king that one year up there? Father Father, who? Father, Father oh, Ryan? Eli. What did I say? <laughs> Eli. Oh, <laughs> Father Eli. But it was, oh. Hey, oh. Well, there's our bell. <laughs> Stephanie, we got to hit the road and go on to our next place. But, um, hey, you guys have a great time tonight. And, uh, folks, 5 to 7 o'clock at St. Anthony's in Ely, a great Mardi Gras party, dinner, and games for free. God bless, Steph. Thanks, fathers. Yep. We're now going to St. James Basilica Tabernacle Society Spiritual Program out in Jamestown, North Dakota. The St. James Basilica Tabernacle Society invites you to a spiritual program at St. James Basilica in Jamestown, Monday, March 11th at 7 p.m., featuring Dr. Leroy Husengay, a former Lutheran, Presbyterian, and Anglican. Dr. Leroy was featured on EWTN's Journey Home where he shared his story about how he found his true faith home in Catholicism and was received into full communion with the Catholic Church. Dr. Husengay is Administrative Chair of Human and Divine Sciences and Associate Professor of Theology at the University of Mary in Bismarck. Come hear the story of his journey of faith next Monday, March 11th at 7 p.m. at St. James Basilica Tabernacle Society in Jamestown. <laughs> Father Rich. Good job, Father Ryan. <laughs> we also have a redeemed 2019 Made for Greatness Men's Conference. Bishop John Fulda invites all men of the Diocese of Fargo to join him on Saturday, March 30th 
at the Delta Hotel in Fargo for the redeemed 2019 Made for Greatness Men's Conference. Hear dynamic speakers such as Bill Donahue, uh, creator of the Rise 30 Day Men's Challenge, Father Sean Kilcali, former Army Ranger turned priest, Bishop John Fulda, and more as they unpack what leads to the authentic greatness. Early registration is only 40 bucks through March 10th. For more information or to register, visit fargodiocese.org backslash redeemed men. This would be a great program for people, that guys that want to check out and get deeper into the faith, especially as we continue on through the Lenten season. That's at the Diocese of Fargo. Again, that's at fargodiocese.org backslash redeemed men. We're making our way from North Dakota um, down to Rochester, Minnesota. Um, something going on there. Um, we have Father Tom or Roxanne on the phone. All right. Hi, Roxanne. How are you? Good. Good. Tell us about what you have coming up on Saturday. Well, we have our Women's Lenten Retreat, and the theme is Jesus Teaches to Pray, and it's led by our pastor, Father Tom Loomis. And what church are you at in Rochester? We are Holy Spirit Catholic Church. Okay, and when does the retreat begin? It begins at 9 a.m. with Mass, followed by refreshments, and the presentation will begin at 10 a.m. Okay, and when is the retreat concluded? At 11.30. Oh, great. And it, so if somebody wants to come to Holy Spirit Catholic Church there in Rochester uh, this Saturday, March 9th, for the Jesus Teach Us to Pray, do they have to register? Can they just show up? What do you prefer? They can just show up. All are welcome. Okay, and if they want to let you know you're coming, should they give you a ring? Absolutely. Registration is always appreciated, but not necessary. Okay, and you can call Roxanne at 507-280-0638. Again, that's 507-280-0638. Anything else you'd like to share with us about this? You know, he will be presenting what is prayer, how do we pray, and the theme of the retreat really will be sharing the fruits of our prayer with one another, which will be a life-giving part of our retreat. Sounds like a wonderful event. Um, it's so important nowadays um, to learn uh, how to pray and how to enter into prayer. And I like the idea of how to share it. Uh, so this is great. Um, and this will be led by the pastor, Father Tom Loomis, again at Holy Spirit Catholic Church in Rochester. Um, and this is for women, right? That's correct. Any women in Rochester can go or in the area don't have to be a member of the parish, yeah? That's correct. And it's a wonderful opportunity to enter into the season of Lent. Roxanne, I think this is a great idea. We're really grateful that you came on to share this with us um, uh, today. So, again, that's Holy Spirit Catholic Church in Rochester hosting a Women's Lenten Retreat this Saturday, March 9th. God bless. Thank you again. Yep. Okay, so uh, there's a there's a lot of things going on in the men's world, if you will. We talked about Exodus 90 earlier. That's right. So we're going to make our way up to Minot, North Dakota, um, and we're getting Jeff on the line right now. He's going to tell us about a program that's coming up, up in Minot. Um, that's a great men's program. Um, that's, I think, kind of intense, but it's really, it's, I don't, it's not an Exodus, but it's a, it's a 30 day, um, online video program. Um, and, uh, it's normal that these things happen during Lent because they're happening. They're happening all in our listening area. But Jeff, you're Some on great air programs. Right now. Jeff, welcome to the line um, up in Minot there. Tell us about what you have going on. The 30-Day Men Rise Up Challenge begins tomorrow, Ash Wednesday. And there are over 90 men registered through Our Lady of Grace Parish in Minot. There may still be time to register through Our Lady by calling 701-852-3002. The cost is $30. This is open to any Christian man 
And you can register on your own by going to menriseup.org and paying the full price of $32 online. It is best to register with another man, brother, friend, or co-worker, and the two of you go through the program together. You register online and provide your email address and create a password. Starting tomorrow, you will be able to access the program to view a two to three minute video each morning. Then you are presented with a daily challenge, which may be to do a brief reflection on the daily mass reading or some aspect of your relationship with God. Perhaps, what was your first experience of God as a child? Later in the day or evening, you visit with your partner by phone for five to 10 minutes to talk about the video and the daily challenge and conclude with a brief prayer. There are no required meetings. However, there are four optional meetings each Sunday at 7.15 a.m. in the dining room at Our Lady of Grace throughout March and an optional follow-up meeting on Saturday, April 6th. The men will gather for an hour or so for prayer and reflection and discuss their reactions to the program. The purpose of the 30-day challenge is to take our eyes off ourselves and put them on the one who loves us just because we are his. We look at the inventor of man and woman, of course. We want to rise up and reclaim our true identity in our maker and not listen to the secular world because it puts unrealistic expectations on all of us. Please pray for us. Great. Thank you very much, Jeff. Jeff, thanks for being on the phone. Well, that wraps up today's 10-minute tour, folks. We feature this every Real Presence Live. If you'd like to have your event featured, please call Brandon at 877-795-0122, and we'd be very happy to feature it. Next up, after the break, we'll be talking about how fear plays a role in our relationship with Jesus, and uh, we'll catch you right after the break. Engaging and local. That's Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. If you felt God's call to serve the church, Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University students, and the University of Mary have partnered to train you to do great things. The church is desperate for well-trained development and fundraising professionals, so we've launched the Institute for Catholic Philanthropy. Earn a graduate certificate or a full MBA in Catholic philanthropy and train for a transformative career in service to the church. Apply by April 1st to umary.edu slash serve. People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest editions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating mass together, and friendships. Here at Riverview, we have all those things and more. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. With Senior Independent Living Apartments and our Crosshaven neighborhood for those seniors who need a little more assistance, it is the sense of community here that makes Riverview home to all of us. Contact me, Carrie Dew, or Kelly Brecky for a tour at 701-237-4700 or online at homeishere.org. 
RPR is looking for an enthusiastic marketing director to help with overall marketing efforts. You'll be a key part of the development and execution of marketing plans to reach targets from brand awareness to mission promotion. This position requires a visionary and creative individual who can take the lead and focus our marketing for RPR activities and create a unified approach for the network. Degree in marketing, communication, or related field preferred? For a copy of this job description, email tonya at yourcatholicradiostation.com or call 877-795-0122. You're listening to the RPR Network. Now, back to more Real Presence Live. Good morning. This is Father Richard Kunz, along with Father Ryan Moravitz, coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth, Minnesota, off the shores of the frozen Lake Superior. And we are here on Real Presence Live. And our uh, next guest doesn't come from our uh, listening area. Sonia Corbett is uh, with us on the uh, line, and she just uh, told us that she's from a little southern part of the uh, United States. Welcome, Sonia. Can you tell us a little Thank bit about you. yourself? Thank you for having me. Yeah, I am a convert from the Southern Baptist Church. I live east of Nashville, about 45 miles. And so I'm a Southern girl, if you can't yeah. already tell. <laughs> can tell. Are you a country, are you a country music fan? Uh, not so much. It's oh. gotten to where it's, it's so cotton candy. Not, yeah, not so right. much. But, you know, the older stuff, yeah, I like. Hey, hey, that's exactly where I'm at. Have you ever experienced weather below zero? I have. We actually, okay. we had last year, um, like 10, 10 below. It was, uh, wow. a little freaky. Yeah. But not typically. No, the, the coldest I've ever been was up in Minnesota and, mm-hmm. uh, it was so beautiful. You know, we had this really pretty glittery snow and I thought how pretty, you know, it's kind of deceptive. And then the hotel doors open and the cold hits you and it takes your breath completely away. So, <laughs> well, yeah. Sonia, we know that you're going to be coming up to Duluth. And just to give you a little bit of a heads up, we're kind of in a record-breaking winter. We are at day 55 since we've had above 32-degree temperatures in Duluth. And so get ready for the blizzard-like cold in Duluth. But why oh, don't you, my. Why don't you tell us a little bit about um, uh, this idea of fear and how fear plays into our relationship with, with Christ and how you're going to be sharing with the ladies up here in this part of the of the world. Okay, well, it started with me with an aunt who talked to me in my early 20s about how she viewed herself as climbing up into the Lord's lap when she prayed, and I just thought that was the weirdest thing I had ever heard <laughs> because I was afraid of God, and it, it stemmed, I didn't know at the time, but it stemmed from what I call a father wound, and I was afraid of God because I was afraid of my father, And but I was intrigued by what she said, and, and I thought... It was weird, and I was, you know, anxious about even the thought of attempting such a thing, (laughs) because in my, you know, well, just a whole lot of things. But that really got me started searching for, for God. And I began in the Scriptures, because as a convert from the Southern Baptist Church, that's all we had. We had no sacraments. And so I began what we called a daily quiet time, and I started searching for God. And it became very apparent very early that I was afraid of God. And that blocked me from being able to receive, first of all, his love, and to really believe in my worth, my worth in him and the dignity that I had in him. And that took a very long time to resolve, actually. But then, you know, later on, what I realized is that fear is really an attack from the enemy, and it's meant to keep us enslaved to... Fears of God, fears of other people, just fear in in general. But God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, the Bible says. And so because of that, I sort of did some digging in the scriptures. 
And I know that that fear does come from the enemy and that God wants to heal it. And and it ultimately comes down to, in Hebrews 3 and 4, it talks about how fear is unbelief. And and later on in, in uh, John's letters, he says that fear is a, a lack of love, that it's a deficit of love. And so when we're afraid, then there's something missing in our love for God. So that's really what we're going to talk about while I'm there. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. This is Father Richard Kunz, along with Father Ryan Moravitz, coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth. We're talking to Sonia Corbett about the fear of the Lord, or fear, rather, uh, and how that plays into a, as a, an obstacle to being with God. Maybe, uh, uh, Sonia, could you speak a little bit to you know parts of the Bible where it's very often talks about how fear of the Lord is a good thing, and how does that differ from the type of fear that we're talking about now? Well, the Bible t- talks about the difference and uses the word servile, which means a slave, a, a slavery to fear, whereas a true, uh, the fear of the Lord that the Bible speaks of is this respect that causes you to obey from love, because it's a respect that you understand how much God does love you and that He deserves that obedience. But it's not a slavery to fear, meaning that you know, we're afraid he's, I thought he was out to punish me for every single thing that I did. So every every difficulty, every suffering, every pain that I experienced, I assumed was punishment from God. And the more I attempted to try to obey him, the more I suffered for it. And I thought, you know, am I not doing this right? Are you mad at me? You know, am I, am I being punished? And I remember asking him, I got so frustrated with, you know, every time I would, I would have a victory in him, really. I would experience this pain and this suffering in some sort of way. You know, maybe it came from the outside, maybe it came from inside of me, but I would experience that pain, and I finally went to him, and I said, are you mad at me? You know, am I in trouble? And I will never forget when he said to me very clearly in my heart, Sonia, if you're in trouble, I will tell you. And I thought, wow, (laughs) you know, and he's never said that to me. He's never said you're in trouble. And so as you learn to love him more deeply and more completely and more fully, you do develop that that awe and respect for him that the Bible calls fear of the Lord because you're amazed at this love that calls you to purity and calls you to virtue and yet does not break the bruised reed of you. It is the, it's the deepest love and respect, and that's really what God is after. That's what he's trying to grow in us. And so it's, it's not a, a slavery to fear in, in that, you know, God is punishing us. It's that awe and respect according to Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> Sonia, you know, one of the things that, uh, in the spiritual life is, and I think for a lot of people that holds them back, is this deep fear they have of God, like you just shared that you, that you had because you had a fear of your father, right? So it's it's breaking through that. So a lot of people are like, well, God's out to get me. God's a punishing God. And so I'm afraid to even go to church or to go to the sacraments or, you know, there's this, uh, there's a, exactly. a, an unreasonable and a false fear, right, of God. And that comes from the evil one, as you said. Now, if we remove the fear, what happens? Well, in my experience, we can't remove it. You know, you can you can try, but it will always be there until God himself heals it. He really has to get in there. And that's what the fear does, is it holds us back from approaching God in that way and asking him to help us with that. And another thing is sin causes fear. We see the very first... Uh, entry of fear into um, the creation is at the fall. As soon as they sinned, they were afraid and they hid. So sin then, whether it's sin that we commit or sin that's committed against us, 
can cause that fear, and it causes us to pull away from God, and that's what blocks us from being rid of the fear, because God actually has to do that for us himself. He has to heal us, and he walks with us every step through the scriptures to do that. And if we're not in the scriptures, that's actually part of our, our issue as, um, as Christians and as Catholics, is we don't spend enough time in the scriptures so that God can really use those on a daily basis, and he, he gives them to us through the readings every day. But we're not in them and approaching him in them to ask him how they apply to our lives and our circumstances and our relationships. So that's really what I'm going to talk about while I'm there, is how to hear God speak to those issues, fear and sin and and toxic relationships and self-medicating habits and all those things that keep us away from God, um, how the scriptures speak to those things in our lives. Sonia, that, that's great. I mean, all this information is going to be really, really good to the to the women that are going to be at this event. And so that's going to be on Saturday, March 23rd. And uh, you can check in uh, 730 to 845, and it's going to be uh, um, uh, at Marshall School in Duluth, Minnesota. Just very, very quickly, uh, Sonia, what do you hope that the women take away from this? Just really quickly. I hope that they take away an experience of God while they were there, while they are there. And that is my prayer for every single soul that's there. Great. To see Sonia Corbett um, and to register for the event, again, that's Saturday, March 23rd here in Duluth. It's the Women's Conference. Go to dioceseduluth.org. That's right. We want you to register because these have always been great events, and talking to Sonia here, it sounds like this is going to continue on with that tradition. So thank you, Sonia, very much for uh, being on the show with us. Thank you, fathers, for having me. All right. God, God bless. bless. And stay warm down there. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're our next guest. We're chumming along here in this uh, um, uh, show here, and our next guest is going to actually be in studio with us uh, and talking about who runs our parishes. Who who's the uh, is it the priests, the deacons that run the parish, or what role do the lay people play in this? And so we'll be talking to somebody with a lot of good uh, advice and good thoughts on that after the break. Hi, this is Brett Byler, Area Account Executive with Real Presence Radio. Did you know the signal of Real Presence Radio reaches an audience of over 2.1 million people across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming? Have you ever thought about running radio spots on the RPR network? We want to partner with you to help gain exposure for your business in front of a very faithful customer base. To find out more about your options, please call me, Brett Byler, at 605-670-8333. France, an enchanting country known for its elegance and richness and an incredible Catholic history spanning centuries, set out to explore this history on the Saints and Sanctuaries of Catholic France pilgrimage, October 10th through the 20th, 2019, with spiritual director Father Chuck Huck. You'll have a chance to pray at St. Catherine of Labouret Church in Paris, explore the Basilica of St. Therese of Lisieux, spend two days in Lourdes, plus so much more. To reserve your seat, visit worldstrides.com slash register. Trip number 166594. The Wanzig Family Foundation has proudly supported the mission of Real Presence Radio since 2004. With their help, we've been able to continue spreading Jesus Christ's message of hope throughout North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. The Wanzig Family Foundation is dedicated to supporting Catholic initiatives and programs, like our weekly local show, Real Presence Live, heard on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, with the encores on Saturdays. Thank you to the Wanzig Family Foundation for being a part of this family of faith and hope. Father Braun asked me if I'd consider being a deacon. I says, okay, I'll think about it. So I went to a meeting, and uh, for two years I actually prayed about it. 
even coming back from the lake on a weekend, I spent two hours by myself in a car and prayed about, Jesus, are you going to tell me not to do this? Please make a sign that you don't want me to be a deacon. Well, I figured no sign was a sign to do it. He didn't say yes. He didn't say no. He just let me do it. So I got in the program, and, and for about uh, seven years, I did formation and became ordained about uh, three years ago. And it's been actually a wonderful trip, making us closer and closer to Jesus Christ. And we could never do this without him. And I got to be honest with you, uh, when this radio sta station started in 2006, I believe, I started listening to it. And I learned a lot about my faith on this radio station. If it wasn't for this radio station, I wouldn't be sitting here today. And that is the honest truth. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning. This is Father Rich Kunz along with Father Ryan Moravitz coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth after our last break of the show. It's been going by very, very fast, Father Ryan. Time always flies when we're with We've been chumming along. We've been chumming along. <laughs> and so uh, we're very happy here. Actually, a, a friend of mine that I've uh, had the opportunity to travel along with her and her husband to various holy places on pilgrimages. And uh, one of my former parishioners, she's still, uh, I'm the one who left the parish, not her, Trisha Lasky from the parish of uh, St. John's here in Duluth. And Trish, we're going to talk to her about the role of the laity in the parish. And, and maybe Trish, maybe you can just start off by saying a little bit about yourself. Oh, okay. Good to have you. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Um, I grew up, I went to Catholic school um, all through high school, uh, even in college. And uh, then uh, after college, uh, got in my unholy ways and managed to marry a very good man. <laughs> Not in the church, and um, but because uh, he puts up with me. That's why he's a holy guy. But anyway, <laughs> he... Um, uh, after about 25 years of marriage, it kind of ate at me. In fact, it was at my mother's funeral where I felt uh, I wasn't right with the church. Um, with all the uh, teaching I had growing up, uh, I just finally got to me, I guess. Uh, I was at my mother's funeral, and I was not able to receive communion because um, I was not right with the church. And so from then on, my mission was to get back to the church and in her holy ways. So, uh, that's a little bit of my history. In the last 13 years, I have delved into um, getting to know my faith. Even though Catholic, uh, you know, student all my life, somehow I missed it. Um, I learned about to love others uh, always, you know, love, love one another. But not until the last 13 years have I learned about true love, you know, true love being the truth, finding out the truth, especially with uh, hot topics of today, and it has really, really, really helped me. Um, and, I have yes, and and you know, I mean, the other thing about uh, about your uh, history a little bit is that that you brought your your husband into the church too. Your your faith was an inspiration to bring Steve into the church, and that was a a great blessing for me to be part of that. Now, one of the things about being in uh, being a pastor is that you always have certain key people in your parish that you know that you can rely on. And and in my experience at St. John's, Trish, you're like the, the main go-to person. So how did you how did you figure to start getting involved in a more active way in parish life? 
Uh, first, I must correct you because it wasn't me who got my husband to the church. It was the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Believe me. You were, you were Believe me. The you more were... I shut my mouth, the okay. better. <laughs> okay. All right. You were <laughs> you you okay. part of the human uh, tour. Uh, sure. So uh, I, I tell you what, you know, I... We have the domestic church, we're supposed to have a domestic church at home, but our true home is in our parish church. And that's where Jesus is, in the tabernacle. You can go see him anytime. Um, uh, that making your parish, your church, your true home. And I can't uh, say it enough, Father Rich, that you made St. John's my true home. Uh, that is where... You know, the mystical body of Christ is, and we're all a part of it, and we're missing a lot of them, not there, um, and hopefully they return. But that making the church, our parish, my home, has done wonders, because there I found out uh, all about love, all about love, all about love of Jesus, and because uh, I, I had a lot of healing uh, to happen for myself. And through that, only through the love of the church, being in the church and Jesus right there, um, have I been almost totally healed. So, uh, and then once you get to know his love and the truth and the truth, especially in our modern day, then as a community, as we meet at mass and, oh, you find out the real true meaning of mass. My heart is just on fire. Um, but once you find those things out, then there is such a natural to go and get involved. And I just left the Tuesday morning group. Uh, we have a little book club. Uh, we do some spiritual reading on Tuesday uh, mornings. Uh, and I can't tell you how much that group means to me. And uh, being to share with um, like-minded folks and uh, our faith and group prayer is so powerful. Um, and it just, it just, uh, it, 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 there's such a vast amount of information out there about our faith that makes it so beautiful. And, uh, my heart's on fire. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Live. This is Father Rich Kunz along with Father Ryan Moravitz. We're talking to Trisha Lasky about the role of the laity in, in parish life. Um, Trisha, as you've gotten involved with St. John's and in the parish and made it home, what are some of the things that you've been doing? So you mentioned a book club. What are the ways that you've been involved in the importance of being involved in certain things in the parish? Ah, we have, uh, we started some Eucharistic adoration up there. Um, you know. And let me just say it, that Trish is the cause of that Eucharistic adoration. She's the one that came to me. And so we went to, we have it every Thursday for, well, had it when I was there, every Thursday for 12 hours, every Thursday. And she's the one, she was the igniter of that. Well, um, it, 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 I, 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 I don't know. I just, just kind of fell into it. As I told you, the precursor is getting to know Jesus and making our church our real home where we, you know, abide in Him. So I, 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 I just, uh, so we got going on that. Sorry. <laughs> and Eucharistic adoration and. So what, what, what was, what was, you know, so you, you mentioned that you got Eucharistic adoration going, mm -hmm. you know, so a lot of times people sit and they wait for us as priests to like get stuff started or to, to do it, you know, to get the adoration and do all of this. Talk about your involvement in that process of, of making that happen and helping Father Richard stepping out to make that and happen. And let me just say before you answer that question is that, that this is, and, and this is, this is true. And I, maybe I'm ashamed to say this, but lots of times when I'd see church, I thought, 
Uh-oh, here comes more work. Trish wants to see me. She's got some idea. It's going to be more work. And But that's all a great thing. That was my human side of things. But but why don't you go ahead and answer Father Ryan's question? I mean, there's so many things throughout the years that you've spearheaded there. Uh-huh. I, I, only because of finding out the truth, and that is going to the things that happen at the parish. So if you have a priest who has got things going at the parish, like you did, Father Rich, your apologetics, your Bible study, um, just your word at, uh, at each Mass, your homily, and inviting people to daily mass. Oh my gosh, daily mass. Oh, what a great way to start your day. Um, see, so it stems from, <laughs> you know, I, I, it just stemmed from learning and learning because it was, you presented an opportunity for me and I took it. So boy, the more people take it, uh, they will, um, there is no end in sight for, uh, being devoted to your church parish. And when you're devoted to your church parish, there's no stopping filtering out into the community. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, as far as like 40 Days for Life, got involved in that, and that was your fault again because someone called me and said you recommended me. So, uh, <laughs> you were my I, point uh, <laughs> So, I mean, that was another um, thing, and that's how – then that led into uh, forty day, for the Eucharistic Adoration because we did that for the 40 days, but we continued it on, and what a gift it has been. And I know the people have uh, committed their time. It's just a once-a-month thing, but – they just love it. In what ways did you help Father Rich, you know, in that? I mean, did you, like, get on the phone and call people for adoration? Did you make sign-ups? Did you kind of lead the charge in organizing it? What ways did you did you lead that? I got on the phone. Saw if there was an interest there. I knew other folks uh, devoted to pro-life work, and so we, we that's how we started in that regard. Um, and... I still do that, uh, once a, you know, about, for about a weekend, a month, and, uh, calling people most of the time, and I text a little bit, but I just don't want to go on the computer. I, it's so, um, important to me to keep a, uh, kind of a more of a personal touch with people, and some don't have computers or whatever to set it up, you know, just to go sign up. You need to make a connection. And you need to show people you care. Sometimes there's lonely people just sitting in the church who need some attention or whatever. I mean, it's just hard to, sometimes, Sometimes it's uh, hard to um, make that step, but, uh, you know, it's just making a little step. Maybe you see someone new in church or, or as I said, alone, um, and, and you go over and, hi, how are you? Introduce yourself. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. And then what? There, we got him for Eucharistic Adoration eventually. <laughs> and, and, and another thing that um, we had at St. John's, or have at St. John's, is a, a real strong base of that weekday Mass score. So you kind of have the people that are really most dedicated. They're going to weekday Mass. Those are the easy pickings for you when you find people that you want to have help volunteer with programs. Yes, there can, that definitely. But there are also a crew of people who come after work and and do that uh, Eucharistic Adoration. Even, you know, they're obviously working during the week. But, um Yeah. Can you talk about the joy you receive as you stepped out in this way? Which is quite obvious. <laughs> oh, I can't tell you the joy. Uh, just As I said, I just left my ladies there at the uh, uh, group up there this morning, and uh, there's, there's just... Uh, How is that different from life before? Hearts on fire. Yeah. Once your heart's on fire, you can't shut your mouth. And I know my husband sometimes... <laughs> my Steve's husband listening. sometimes... I know, I know. And, and so uh, I can't help it. Uh, you just want everybody to know the truth and the... To know our Lord loves you. He thirsts for us so badly. 
He wants you. When you drive by a Catholic church, you know, I'm kind of odd. I, mean, I throw him a kiss and say, hey, thanks be to God. Or, you know, <laughs> hey, uh, yep, yeah, I'm an oddball. But uh, I, I just, I, this, that's where I'm at. And uh, I couldn't feel more joy in my life. And that helps with the struggles that come along because you still can feel joy. Mm-hmm. You attach it to the cross and, and just as Jesus and, uh, uh, and which is another big thing. You know, life can be hard. Definitely. Trish, Trish so. you're, you're a, a clear example of that, Joanne. Thank you very much for joining us on the air. Oh, my pleasure. It's Many blessings to you, too. Yes, it's, been, <laughs> it's been good having you. Thank you very much. I'm um, glad you came. My pleasure. Thank you very much. All right. Now, uh, we're at the point of the show where we're starting to wrap up a little bit. Don't we was have that, Was that my cue to talk? Yeah, yeah. yeah Eli, he's really good at cueing you. Eli, <laughs> Eli, Chumming you along. Eli, if you're paying attention, if you're paying attention, then you should pick up on the, the little clues. You see, Father, I didn't, you know, I didn't want to be rude and cut you off, you see. Oh. He was, he was chumming the waters for you. That's right. <laughs> oh, no. yes. Folks, in the last break, Father, Father said, well, we're chumming along here through the show. And during the break, I was kind of like, chumming well, along? What does that well, mean? Are we, well, are we fishing for wait, sharks? Wait, wait, wait to cover up your own mistake. And we'll say, I promise. I promise some I school will start you on late. that because you, you completely destroyed Anyhow, me Anyhow, enough, enough of this wrap-up. How about Chum Eli? us along, Eli. <laughs> well, we've got another great show chumming along tomorrow morning <laughs> with host Heather Carroll and Dr. Chris Bergwald. What better way to start off a show than with a ticket giveaway to a big-time concert? Jan Federal of the Catholic Community Foundation of Eastern South Dakota will be back to tell us more about this year's Gift of Hope event and share how it's used to help support the great work of the foundation. And do you have a passion for te- to for helping teach young people about the value of an intimate relationship? If so, Nadia Smetana of Dakota Hope Clinic in Minot will share an opportunity to do just that as she talks about the importance of keeping sexual activity within the bond of marriage. And Ash Wednesday, the beginning of Lent, is upon us. It's tomorrow, actually. Father Paul Timmerman of the Diocese of New Ulm will share a penance idea that he found to be fruitful last year, one that you could find helpful as well. That and a whole lot more chumming along tomorrow morning, <laughs> 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on well, Real the, Presence the, Radio. The, 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 le- the lesson here is don't misspeak. Because if you misspeak, well, no, we're yeah. going to jump on you. Whether we're, it's we're Eli gonna... or you, Father Ryan, hey, I you, promise. You started I it promise. today. Well, you no, you started by saying, I promise they start late. <laughs> and you, you chummed us along. <laughs> chumming the waters, looking for to draw in the fish. You know, it's... It's a good it, Jesus is, analogy. Is, exactly. I'm, I'm trying to always bring Jesus into it, and then you make fun of it. I think we can make a vocations video out of this. Chumming. You know, chumming. Yeah, yeah. So is that an actual official term to get fish in? Yeah, Ch- you, you chum, chum the waters. You throw, like, <laughs> dead fish and blood in the water. This you is know? my thing. I wanted people to listen to the show, and hey, so we were chumming we're chumming them, chumming in. them in. <laughs> Exactly. It's all about fishing for, you're brilliant. for men. You had that planned. I mean, <laughs> I promise you. That's what I was thinking. Exactly. Well, it's been good with you to be with Father you again, Edge, Father good, Ryan. Another fun show. Yeah, I, I, it is fun. Every time it's fun. Especially when you misspeak, I jump on that really quick. But <laughs> and I love it when you occasion, do it after. I have. on the rare occasion that I do, I'm sure that you take advantage of that. But I do hope you I, have a blessed Lent. Yes, yes, and, and you I, too, and and have a good Ash Wednesday. I know it gets a little yeah. bit more busy for us priests, but uh, it'll be a holy thing for us. It's good. So thank you for listening to Real Presence Live, and uh, God bless to all those listeners. Make sure you always uh, tune in to chum along with us. May God bless you, and may Jesus Christ be praised. This has been Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. Real Presence Live brings you local hosts and guests every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 Central. Hear the encore of the Tuesday show on Saturday from 6 to 8 a.m. Central, the encore of the Wednesday show from 8 to 10, and the encore of the Thursday show from 10 to noon. 
Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through our Facebook page, Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live on the Real Presence radio network.